Wrestling with siblings, what's yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, the state. Yeah. Yeah. Life is a fight, so I gotta get right. right. Can't have my back on the ropes. Never. This for my sister and bro. I swear that we'll make it, that's yeah, all that we hope. Life is stone cold. Get hit with a center, that's all that she wrote. The world that we live in has made me cutthroat. Yeah. I saw the rapping by life just to cope. Now I spit fire like Ricky yeah. Steamboat. Yeah. Straight from the bottom, got so much to gain. I had bottom. to grind just to build on my name. Facts. People call me champ, I'm feeling like Dwayne. I lay the smack down, here comes the pain. Right. Welcome to a brand new episode of Wrestling with Siblings. I'm your host, Araceli, and this is my co-host, Armando. Hi guys, I'm Armando. Welcome to Wrestling with Siblings. Let's get started started with Wrestlemania Backlash. Basically a whole new year for the WWE. This is a fresh new start to the rest of the year. This is going to shape up what SummerSlam and next year's Wrestlemania will look like. Yeah, I definitely have to agree with you. What better way to do it with Wrestlemania Backlash, the first pay-per-view after Wrestlemania, where it's like you said, it's a fresh start for all the superstars, everybody. So let's get on it and see what went on today on the pay-per-view if you didn't see it it was a great pay-per-view i give it a nine out of ten i gotta say because the matches were were pretty good what a way to kick off the new wrestling year and the first pay-per-view after wrestlemania wrestlemania backlash 100 percent agree with you i think it definitely is a nine out of ten let's get started with probably my favorite match of the entire night we got a wrestlemania rematch between cody rhodes and Seth Rollins. Now, of course, Seth Rollins wanted this rematch because he said he was not prepared at WrestleMania for Cody Rhodes. And I completely agree. I think they completely blindsided him. And I think that's why he lost. But at the end of the day, today, Cody Rhodes proved that he was simply the better performer, that he was able to outsmart Seth Rollins. And you can tell how different, how focused, the different side of Seth Rollins. I think we saw the Seth Rollins from WrestleMania 31 where he came out and he actually won and carried the division i think that part of seth rollins came out tonight against cody rhodes i have to agree with you on one thing that at wrestlemania cody rhodes walked in with the advantage why because seth rollins didn't know who his opponent was going to be but yet again you are a wwe superstar you have to be ready for all comers and again that was the advantage that cody rhodes had on this one seth rollins did his homework he was on top of cody rhodes from the beginning you saw him that he did some of the counters. He even did uh, Cody Rhodes' father's move. And looks like Cody wasn't too too happy about it. But overall, Seth did, did his homework. 100%. I think Seth Rollins really, really took Cody Rhodes to the limit. I think their, Wrestle their WrestleMania match was fantastic. But I think this one was even better. Because I think both men were prepared and as you said, Cody Rhodes walked in with a complete advantage at WrestleMania. He knew exactly who his opponent was. And who knows how long he knew he, who his opponent was going to be. He had obviously had time to prepare for somebody like Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins didn't have that. And today he proved, one, that he can take Cody Rhodes to his limit. But also, Cody Rhodes proved, like, you know what? This time you knew who your opponent was. And simply, I was the better man tonight at wrestlemania backlash yeah and then, then you we both saw new offense from both of them and again it was gonna be something special for someone to win and what ended up happening cody rhodes pretty much stole the match he outsmarted seth rollins by what when he did the roll-up he pretty much pulled his tights and he got the one two one two three over seth rollins and that's what seth rollins was trying to do he was trying to do the roll-up and obviously pull his tights so that he can get the win. And Cody Rhodes stole it right out of Seth Rollins' book. Do you think this is the end of Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes? I think this is the end. Why? Because already Cody Rhodes already beat him twice. Once at WrestleMania, 
once at WrestleMania Backlash again. So that's two, two and L. I understand if this was a a tie where Seth Rollins would have got the win today, then I would have seen this going maybe into the next pay per view, which is what Hell in a Cell, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. So I would see that going again if Seth Rollins would have won tonight. But I think this is the end of this feud between Seth and Cody. I think both men are ready to move on. I think we've seen the best we could possibly see from both men. It's going to be very interesting to see what's next for Seth Rollins. I know he's been wanting to become WWE champion, but right now you have one champ, and that is Roman Reigns. And Cody Rhodes, I mean, he obviously said when he came back, that was his mission to get to that championship. It's going to be interesting to see what their journey looks like from here on out. And if it does happen, it'll be probably down the road, like you said, maybe on a number one contenders match for the wwe championship who knows but could it happen probably who knows who knows what the future has in store for them but it could potentially happen because why they both have one thing in their mind and they both want to be champions i can tell you one thing whether it's now or later these men will meet yet again for another opportunity either at the championship or simply because but moving on from seth rollins and cody rhodes let's move on to almost versus Bobby Lashley. Of course, the biggest advantage that Omos had was that he had MVP by his side, which means not only did he have a mentor, but he also had somebody that can physically help him win this match against Bobby Lashley. No doubt about it. Another thing too, the advantage that Omos had was that Bobby Lashley was going to be too focused on MVP. Like, I can't believe he betrayed me. What did I do wrong? So all those mind games that MVP was playing with Bobby Lashley, sure enough, came into factor in in this match and of course this match was obviously two powerhouses going against each other now of course i think one of the biggest disadvantages that bobby lashley had was that mvp used to work with him which means he knows the weaknesses and the strong points of bobby lashley and do not be surprised if mvp used that to tell omas you know what use this to your advantage this is how you're going to be able to beat him and at the very end of the day Omos used everything he could to his advantage to take down Bobby Lashley. Yeah, and the difference maker here was MVP. Why? Because when Bobby Lashley was dominating Omos, and what does MVP does? He comes and he hits him with his cane right on the face when he's on the corner. And that right there was the complete game changer, right? When Bobby Lashley, like I said, he was dominating towards the end of the match. I definitely don't see this being the end of Bobby Lashley and Omos. Maybe... For the two of them, yes, but I think MVP is going to continue to be involved with Bobby Lashley in some way, somehow. But I was also thinking as I was watching this match, can you imagine if this was a big master plan by Bobby Lashley and MVP to get him back into the championship opportunity? I would not put it past them. Yeah, because MVP is a smart man. He's a businessman and he already did an incredible things with Bobby Lashley. He already took him to the championship, so who knows where, where their plan might be. Yes. Let's move on to another incredible match that was filled with the surprise at the very, very end. AJ Styles versus Edge. I think this is probably a dream match. I know it is for me being able to see Edge and AJ Styles go at it. Absolutely unbelievable. And this is one of those matches where you can say that experience played a factor because they're both incredibly talented at their own game. And one is from one generation, the other one is from another. And it's incredible to see both of these men clash. I think the difference maker was going to be who wanted it more, who was going to be more hungrier. Um, and again, AJ, they both walked in with the even playing field. Why? Because Edge wasn't going to have Damian Priest on ringside. Again, as you know, at WrestleMania, 
Damian Priest came out and distracted AJ, and that was the difference maker. Here, no, here was gonna be one on one. Damian was gonna be banned from ringside, and it was one one heck of a match. I think one of the biggest things that AJ did was underestimate Edge. And you might not see it throughout the match, but he did, and I will tell you why. He forgot that Edge is the ultimate opportunist. He finds a way to win, and that's exactly what he did. Priest came out, he wasn't ringside. Let me make it very, very clear. He was not ringside. He came up to the ramp and he he did not step near the ring. And when he finally did, who came out? This mystery figure pretty much took out AJ Styles and cost AJ Styles this win. And that cost, that led to Edge being able to pin AJ Styles. And we came out to find out that Rhea Ripley has joined just Judgment Day, and now she is a part of one of the biggest fractions in WWE. Very, very interesting. I wonder what Edge told Rhea to convince her to join his stable. It's going to be very interesting tomorrow night on Raw to see what happens and what Edge and Rhea have to say why this alliance happened. So it's going to be very, very interesting. Let us know in the comments, what do you guys think? Was it a correct move by Rhea? She would, she would have waited further down the road. Let us know what you guys think. I think this is brilliant because this is going to take Rhea Ripley to a whole nother level. She's going to be carried by Edge. And same thing with uh, Damian Priest. He's going to be taken to a whole nother level. And the question is, now that Rhea is part of Judgment Day, who's going to take her down? Because I can see her becoming a dominant force in the WWE. Who's going to finally snap her out of it? It's going to be interesting. Yep, it's going to be interesting to see what she does with Judgment Days and what Edge has in store for her and his whole stable. And of course, we got to see Finn Balor also come out and help out AJ Styles. But unfortunately, it still cost AJ Styles the match. And I don't see the end of these feud. I could see this feud going on maybe for a couple more months, possibly even SummerSlam. Why? Just because there is feud between AJ Finn Balor, Edge, and Damian Priest. So they could go different ways now if they added Rhea. So we'll see how all that plays out. But again, I don't see the end of this feud. I do see it going further down the road as well. I agree. I think there's way more to this feud than we've seen. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Let's move on to the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair in an I Quit match. We knew right off the start, these women were going to lay it all on the mat. And that's exactly what happened. Now, keep in mind, I think Ronda went in super, super confident, super, super cocky. But so did Charlotte. And I think Charlotte kind of walked in with, eh, it's Ronda Rousey. There's no way Ronda's going to beat me. But Ronda knew that she's a submission specialist. Yeah. She knew exactly what her strengths were. And she used that against Charlotte Flair. Yeah, and I think this was all about pride and seeing who was the toughest. As you know, Ronda Rousey has that UFC background. She is one tough woman. And again, Charlotte Flair, she is one of the best women in the WWE right now. So they were both going to go at it. Pride, ego, everything was on the line. And especially more because you were going to get humiliated if you really put it that way because you were going to quit right in front of the live audience. So one ended up happening, happening, Ronda ends up winning the match because she put charlotte in an armbar using the chair charlotte i believe was going to win the match but i think she made one mistake 
and the mistakes she always makes throughout her entire matches that end up costing her, she got frustrated. And she pretty much told Rhonda, hey, you know what? Happy Mother's Day. And as she was trying to use the chair, Rhonda capitalized, turned it into an armbar. And I think that was the difference. She made that mistake. She let it get to her head. And again, frustration, which we've seen it throughout the entire year, throughout her career, it got the best of her. Yes, I 100% agree. I think that was the difference maker where she goes and she's like, you know what, this is the end. This is my moment. And when she realized, oh my God, I crossed the line, that's when Ronda Rousey took advantage. Because keep in mind, throughout this entire match, we saw Ronda take control of the match here and there. But for the majority of this match, Charlotte Flair pretty much was dominating 99% of this match. She really wasn't giving Ronda Rousey an opportunity. But what did she do? She crossed a line, a mother line with Ronda Rousey. And Ronda Rousey took full advantage of that opportunity and she completely destroyed Charlotte Flair in that sense. She put her in the arm bar, like you said, and Charlotte Flair had no choice but to quit. And then we found out that she has a broken radius. Yeah, so uh, very unfortunately for, for Charlotte Flair, we wish her the best in her recovery and hopefully she comes back soon which we know she's going to be taking some time off so the interesting question now is who does ronda rousey feud with next and who takes that championship away from ronda rousey yeah i i see ronda rousey being a long-term champion why just because she's ronda rousey she beat one of the best women in wwe right now if not the the standard like like charlotte likes to call her if you got to beat someone you got to beat charlotte and you know she says it all the time to be the man you gotta beat the man. So that is exactly what Ronda Rousey did, and now she's the top of the division. This let this be known. This is a clear message to the entire, not only Raw but SmackDown Women's division. Ronda Rousey is gonna be a long-term champ. Yeah. So we'll see who faces. Let us know who do you guys think should face Ronda Rousey at the next pay-per-view, or she's gonna begin the next feud with. So let us know what do you guys think is going to happen with Ronda Rousey. Let's move on to Madcap Moss versus Happy Corbin. Very, very personal feud. As you guys know, they were a tag team. And they were honestly one of my favorite tag teams. I think they were going to go very, very far. But unfortunately, that all changed. Yeah, and also Madcap's jokes were hilarious when he was with Corbin. Now that he kind of, you know, split ways, his jokes are not as funny anymore. But <laughs> that doesn't take away from his in-ring ability. I think he outsmarted Corbin and... Again, I think he Corbin made that mistake. I think one of the other mistakes that Baron Corbin made, or Happy Corbin in this case, made, I think is at the pace he was going. He was going at a very steady, very slow pace. He was giving Madcap Moss the opportunity to capitalize, and that's exactly what he did. He completely took advantage of every single moment that Baron Corbin gave him, and I think that was the game changer. Because if you look at the very beginning of the match, Happy Corbin walks in with a whole lot of confidence and it kind of starts to die down towards the end of the match. Now, this is one of those matches where the longer this match went, the more it was going to benefit Madcap Moss. Why? Because he knew and he knows how Baron Corbin operates. He gets frustrated. Not, I'm not trying to say he gets distracted, but he gets very frustrated and that's when he starts stepping out of his game and that's exactly what Madcap Moss capitalized on. Yeah, he kind of let the crowd get the best of him, and I think Mad Cat Moss capitalized on that. And again, he pretty much, you could say, stole the win from Baron Corbin, which give props to, to Mad Cat Moss. He 
is the Andre the Giant Battle Royal winner. Yes. And now let's get into our main event. We end up with a six-man tag. It is RK Bro and Drew McIntyre versus the Bloodline. Very, very interesting how we ended up here now. This is not a championship match. So therefore, whether the Bloodline wins or loses, it was not going to make a difference. Now, this is very, very important for the Bloodline because the Bloodline hasn't lost, specifically Roman Reigns. They have not lost as of yet. But also keep in mind, RKO has also been in a pretty good winning streak over the last couple of months. I have to agree with you on that. The ones that have lost have been Jimmy and Jay Uso, which, you know, that's completely different. But again, they were tag teaming with the head of the table, Roman Reigns. I think Roman Reigns walked in with the strategy, and we saw that at the very beginning of the match. They completely isolated Riddle for a good 10-15 minutes. They were not allowing him to tag absolutely anybody, and if he did tag, they were making sure he didn't tag in Randy. We saw the difference in this match once Randy Orton came into the match. Everything changed. He started RKOing everybody, and he was more vigilant. He was ready to take on every single person, and the bloodline knew that. And what did they do? They completely isolated Riddle to make sure that wasn't the case. I have to agree with you on that. It was a smart strategy by Roman Reigns and the bloodline. They knew that if Randy Orton was going to get in the match, he was going to be the one that was going to take out everybody with the RKOs. So from the get-go, way to go, bloodline, by isolating the most dangerous man, the one that's the more experienced out of all of them, you knew he was a threat, you isolated him, and you waited for the perfect opportunity to capitalize. This is where I think RK Bro and McIntyre messed up. I think what they should have done is they should have kept Roman Reigns as far away from any of those competitors as they possibly could have, just like they did with Riddle. They completely let Roman do whatever he wanted throughout this match. Why? Because he was free to go in and out at any given time. He went out, and what did he do? He pretty much rock-bottomed McIntyre into the announce table. Randy obviously wasn't prepared for the Superman punch, so I think he went in with the strategy. He knew exactly how RK broke function. Now, of course, there was third person here. But when it comes down to Roman Reigns, he does his homework on each and every single one of his competitors. And that completely showed tonight. And this is why he is at the top and where he is at. Why? Because as main event, Jay is taking a superplex from the top rope. What does he do? He tags him out of nowhere and Riddle doesn't realize that. And when Riddle gets up, Roman Reigns spears him. One, two, three. That's it. Match is over. Very, very smart strategy by Roman Reigns. That's why he is the head of the table and he is the champion. He also did that in such a slick way. He didn't give anybody the opportunity to really capitalize. Where was Randy? Where was McIntyre? Obviously, we knew McIntyre had just gotten rock bottom through the announce table. Where was Randy Orton? He calculated that move so perfectly to where he knew, you know what? This is my moment. If I don't do this now, I might end up losing. But guess what? That's exactly why Roman Reigns is at the top of the WWE. And he said it. We're here and we run this entire company. And he's proven it time after time after time. And he is completely undefeated. I don't think there's anybody right now that can take down the bloodline. It's going to be interesting to see who will be the person that can take down Roman Reigns yeah, and the bloodline. Because pretty much Roman Reigns and the bloodline have gone through the entire roster. So it's going to be interesting 
who do I believe? I think it might be Judgment Day. It might be too early right now because they don't have a stable. So we'll see how all that plays out. Again, let us know what you guys think. Who might take down the bloodline? Let us know in the comments below. And that is all we have for you guys on this episode of Wrestling with Siblings. Remember to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Become a part of the siblings today. And for those of you that do not know what WWS stands for, I wonder what does WWS stand for? Wrestling with Siblings. Thank you guys so much and see you guys next time.